And tonight we are so honored to have with us uh, some very special people and no stranger to the Tree of Life Church. Uh, my parents, and I'm honored that they're here, and I want them to come. My father's going to be preaching the word of the Lord tonight, and we thank God for that. Could you give them a great big hand as Pastor Nathaniel Paul Urshan comes? And he and I, he and I have both moved into a new phase of life. Uh, I am a grandfather, my wife is a grandmother. And my mom and dad and brother and sister Enos are all great-grandparents, and we're loving every minute of it. Thank the Lord. And so give the Lord a great big hand clap of praise as Brother Urshan comes to preach the word of the Lord. And we're starting a grandfather's club. Amen. Look at somebody. Give them the biggest smile you've got. People need a smile in today's world. And there's nothing like a Holy Ghost smile. Amen. And it's so good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. And uh, Tree of Life, of course, is a, a church where we feel at home. And uh, we are so glad to be back and good to see new people. Uh, you are not a stranger at this church, I can tell you that if you're visiting and we are delighted to have you here, and uh, we're so happy that the presence of the Lord is here, and uh, we are wanting more and more of that. The Bible declares that they were drunk on something on the day of Pentecost, and the uh, observers thought it was uh, some form of uh, fermented drink. And, of course, it wasn't. It was the beautiful, holy, sweet water of life that flows out from the throne of God. Amen. And uh, I've come to worship with you tonight. I've come to lift up his name tonight. Praise God. Amen. If you'll turn with me in your Bibles uh, tonight. To Psalms 87. Uh, how many know we're living in a different kind of world? And uh, we are uh, uh, living in a dangerous world, but it's also an exciting time for the church. And I'm, I'm going to talk about some of those exciting things. And uh, we're so glad to be in an exciting church. And the future is so bright. And uh, I... Uh, you know, Tree of Life uh, is in the process of collecting sanctuaries. And uh, building up another one, and that's a good problem because you need room for the numbers of people that are going to come. And I'm going to prophesy that that church in a short while is not going to be big enough. Oh, my. Oh, my. Uh, and uh, also delighted to be with my son-in-law uh, tonight. And uh, he is uh, very special to us. And uh, we are uh, in love with the Lord and his family. And uh, you are part of that family. And if we haven't met before, we just have now met and we're no longer strangers but fellow citizens 
with the saints in the house of God. Amen. If you'll turn in your Bibles tonight to Psalms 87 and verse 1. And uh, we're going to preach and teach and talk a little bit about some exciting things here in the next few moments. His foundation is in the holy mountains. The Lord loveth the gates of Zion more than all the dwellings of Jacob. Glorious things are spoken of the O city of God. I will make mention of Rahab and Babylon to them that know me. Behold, Philistia and Tyre with Ethiopia. And this man, these people were born there. But of Zion it shall be said, this and that man was born in her. And the highest himself, the almighty God, shall establish her. The Lord shall count. When he writeth up the people that this man was born there. And uh, this is a uh, prophetic, practical prophecy. When the Holy Ghost would be outpoured in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost. This past Sunday was Pentecost Sunday. And uh, it was there that the recording devices and the recording equipment of heaven began to report in the Lamb's Book of Life people's names and the highest established the church on that day. The highest established the church on that day. And when the day of reckoning and judgment comes, the Lord shall count when he writeth up the people that this man was born there. Then it concludes of the verse, as well the singers as the players on instruments shall be there. All my springs are in thee. I'm going to preach for a few moments on the subject, the thought, the children of Jerusalem. The children of Jerusalem. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. And we are delighted tonight uh, to be able to preach the Word of God in an exciting time like this. Uh, what is very exciting is just not too long ago, uh, the President of the United States uh, designated Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Uh, that is a very momentous thing scripturally. And uh, before he did that, however, uh, Jerusalem and Israel were the focal point of world affairs because they are the covenant people of God in the Old Testament. And it began with a saga and a story that is quite amazing. Uh, it, it began a few thousand years earlier uh, after a battle and uh, it's a time when Abraham convened upon uh, the city of Salem and uh, ran into the king of Salem, a man by the name of Melchizedek. But amazingly enough, Melchizedek uh, had kind of the same qualifications that Jesus Christ had uh, because he was out mother or father, beginning and ending of days. It was an eternal figure that showed up 
at this place. And Abraham paid tithes to him. And uh, they bowed before this uh, very majestic individual. And uh, the priesthood of Jesus Christ was actually established there. And that place was known as Salem. Melchizedek was the king of Salem. That is the location of what we call Jerusalem today. And the Jeru has to do with the uh, defined word extended. So it was the city of extended peace, Jerusalem. And uh, he was the king of peace in that place, Melchizedek was. So that Jerusalem began to become uh, the very beginning point of, of church characteristics, such as worship and tithing and submission and commitment and focus. And uh, increments of the church begin to come together at that place, and it grew through time, uh, as the covenant people began to be a worshiping a community that loved and worshiped God. And of course, it came down through time into the day of Pentecost in Jerusalem. And on the day of Pentecost, the church was in fact born. It was born on uh, the day of Pentecost, a very notable feast day, in the city of Jerusalem. And uh, with this whole issue of Jerusalem comes another uh, set of ideas. And, and that is simply uh, that uh, God actually pinpointed this place, this city, this uh, physical location in the world as a place where your name needs to be recorded because of being born there. And it brings us to the scripture found in Galatians that we have read many times. And uh, that uh, scripture has to do with Jerusalem which is above is free, which is the mother of us all. And uh, uh, verse 28 says, Now we, brethren, as Isaac was, are the children of promise. But as then he that was born after the flesh persecuted him that was born after the Spirit. Even so is it now. Nevertheless, what saith the Scripture? Cast out the bondwoman and her son. For the son of the bondwoman shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. Refers to a wrestling match between two little boys back thousands of years ago in the backyard of Abraham. Isaac and Ishmael, and it had to do with, I'm sure, partly the fact that each claimed Abraham was their father, and they fought, and, and there was a, a, a lot of uh, difficulty between them. There was animosity, there was adversity, and uh, th there was a wrestling match that went on. We are now seeing magnified on steroids, that wrestling match. Only it's not between two little boys, but it's between uh, thousands and thousands of their descendants uh, known as Jews and Arabs today. Uh, Ishmaelites uh, versus the people of Israel. And they are fighting with rockets and with missiles today. 
It threatens to blow the entire world up into some kind of a catastrophic war, the likes and kind of which the world has never seen. And it is a foreboding time, but at the same time, it whispers to us about the soon coming return, the corporeal return of Jesus Christ for his people in this world. I want to tell you tonight, this is not the time to play games with church. This is not the time to be hypocritical. This is not the time to be self-righteous. You need to be uh, allow your righteousness to be the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You, you don't need your righteousness. I don't need my righteousness. I need his righteousness. Hallelujah. I need his power in me. Jerusalem, which above, is free, which is the mother of us all. It, it has to do with birth, and it has to do with being born. And, of course, our family is excited because uh, a, a really, really, really cute little uh, package of flesh has been born to us. Little tiny thing. A beautiful little girl. And, and so we are excited about it because birth is miraculous. Uh, life comes from God. And when the scripture says Jerusalem, which is above, is the mother of us all, it, it has to do with the fact that your life comes from the presence of God. Now, I'm here to tell you that the devil is your enemy, and he wants to beat you down, dumb you down, kick you around, trounce you, trample on you, make you feel worthless. And if you're anything like me, there's been times I felt so worthless, I could hardly move. And the devil is a font of lies because he's the father of lies. If you let him whisper in your ear for a day, He'll almost take every iota of drive and excitement and faith out of your being. But if you rebuke him in the name of the Lord, he will flee from you. The, the reason I am... Uh, Referring to that is because your birth, when you were born from your mother, was, in fact, a supernatural birth. Now, we are so accustomed to when babies are born into our families that we are so entranced by the cuteness of the little thing. Babies are just cute. Puppy babies are cute. Kitty babies are cute. The problem is they all have to grow up, and we have trouble with them. But, but they're so cute when they're babies. And, and so our five senses are locked into this adoring process of these sweet little things. And, and we forget the fact that that baby, that life, has a soul. That soul was extracted right directly from the glory of God. It's eternal in essence. 
As a soul, a pulsating living soul extracted from the eternality of God. So here's, here's the way it works. You are a supernatural soul brought into existence by God at your natural birth. Only God can do that. You, it comes from above. It comes from Jerusalem, which is above. It comes from the presence of God in the heavens, the breath of life. Hallelujah. And, and when it happens, it actually intertwines a, a physical body into its motory skills and movements. And there's the respiratory system and there is the circulatory system. There's the endocrine system. There's the skeletal system. All of them working together in some amazing orchestration and symphony of life. Hallelujah. That is miraculous. Every breath you breathe is your heart and lungs working together. Every breath you breathe is your circulatory system and your lungs working together. Every breath you breathe pushes oxygen into every organ and cell and every bone of your body. It's a miracle. You're a miracle. Don't let the bad guy that wants to take you to hell whisper in your ear, you're worthless, nobody loves you, nobody cares, and you're a nobody. You are just the opposite of that. You are a walking, talking, living miracle handcrafted by the divine creator of all life. That's why we praise him here. Because you see what happens is when that soul hears the call of God. Whoo! Somehow when your soul hears the call of God and you're out doing your thing, maybe it was drugs, maybe it was materialism, maybe it was flitting from one boyfriend or one girlfriend to the other, whatever it was, whatever it was, one bar stool to the next, whatever it was, whatever it was, you in the process of being beaten down and taken down a toboggan slide to hell. But the, somehow somebody witnessed to you. Somebody said, go with me to a soul release station. It's called the church. It's called the apostolic church. They are the children of Jerusalem. They are the direct descendants of an encounter with the fire of God. So here we are tonight. People whose souls have been set free. That's why it says Jerusalem, which is above, is free. In the presence of God, you're free. It's when you're all tangled up in the complexity and the confusion of the devil's lies and propaganda that you're not free. 
Hallelujah. But when your soul hears that voice and you come into the house of God and your soul breaks out of its bodily mold and touches the hand of heaven, hallelujah, and the Holy Ghost pours itself into you, all of a sudden now, the soul becomes in charge of your life. The soul takes over and says, no, we're not going to bow down to the idols of this world anymore, and we're not going to succumb to the toxins of this world anymore, but we're going to the house of God where we can break through into the freedom of his holy presence. These clapping hands are driven by the soul that's touched God. These dancing feet, hallelujah, are in contact with the soul that's been set free. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. There's something powerful. There's something alive. How being born directly from the presence of God. Hallelujah. And I'm, I'm, I'm telling you tonight that you're in the right church. Because this church goes directly to the source of its birth. Now let me tell you something about last Sunday. All kinds of churches mentioned it was Pentecost Sunday. Many of them ignoring what happened on their birthday. Which means since they ignored it, they've not been born of it. You see, not everybody that heard Jesus' teachings went to Pentecost. In fact, only 120 went. And the rest of them were caught off guard by this explosion of a prophetic outpouring of the Spirit of God which dismissed the Old Testament plan of salvation and ushered in a brand new plan of salvation that involved direct contact with God Himself. So they said, this is the day of Pentecost. This is when the church was born. But we don't teach that. We don't believe that. And you can't go to the book of Acts. And you can't believe what happened there. So it's when we were born, but we're not born. It's like denying your own parents. It's like your parents saying, well, the, 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 you're my child. No, I'm not. I know it says you have a birth certificate, but you know, I, I, I'm not yours. It's like denying where you came from. How, how can you deny what God did? It's, it was the birth of the church of the living God, and then it was spoken that they should take that and declare the promise is unto you and to your children and to all those that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. This is the birth experience. 
Hallelujah. We have been birthed by the Spirit of God. You can't deny it. If you want to be in the church, you got to go through Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Well, I'm going to tell you something. When you get to thinking about the power of God in the church, which, which we witness time after time after time. Hallelujah. A week ago last night in a revival service, we saw a, a lady who was being taught a Bible study, never been to our church before. And in the uh, at the altar service, she broke through into the presence of God. The Holy Ghost fell on her. A, a man who was a construction worker, uh, never been to any church uh, in years, and uh, was only now coming to church decades later because of a friend invited him by an email request. And he showed up on Easter Sunday. He's been coming ever since. Last, uh, a week ago last night, he said, I don't know what happened, but he said, when that evangelist laid hands on me, he said, electricity shot through my whole body and said, my hands were on fire. I said, that was the glory, the life, the power of God coming down through your body. I said, God's getting ready to birth you into his spiritual power while you were worshiping him. How many know what I'm talking about when you talk about that fire that flows down through you? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. It makes you sing. It makes you shout. It makes you praise God. It makes you shake. It makes you tremble. Praise his name. Hmm. Hallelujah. <laughs> and the singers and the players on instruments shall be there. All my springs are in thee. That's talking about the anointing of talented people who play instruments and sing songs that, that nobody else sings like them. Just got a request this past week from the pastor of a United Methodist Church wanting to send a large youth group over to observe uh, Pentecostal worship. And their, their thinking is, we have heard about it, we see it in the Bible, but we don't have it. And we want to come over and study what makes it happen. Oh, friend, it's not something you study, it's not something you analyze, it's something you receive direct from God. Let me tell you how personal it is. Jesus told those people, he said, go tarry in Jerusalem. Go tarry in Jerusalem. Go tarry in Jerusalem. That's the same statement he makes to us. Go tarry in Jerusalem. Wait, well, your, your friends that go to the other church that don't go to that apostolic church, they, they get kind of wild. Go tarry in Jerusalem. Go tarry in Jerusalem. Well, I know, but that, you know they, they make a lot of noise down there. Go tarry in Jerusalem. Go tarry in Jerusalem. Go tarry in Jerusalem. Hallelujah. And when they went to Jerusalem, they discovered.
discovered what he was talking about. The power of God broke out from the heavens. Jerusalem, which was above, hallelujah, became the mother of all of them. I'm going to tell you something. When babies are born, not one of them, not one of them in the history of seven and a half billion earthly planet-dwelling beings has ever come out of the womb composed and still. In fact, if they're still born, they're dead. The, the fact that they're in motion and animated means they're alive. It doesn't mean they're crazy. It doesn't mean they're silly. It means they're alive. And, and the baby's crying and the baby's screaming. That doesn't mean it's hurting or something's wrong with it. That means the lungs have expanded and the little thing is alive. Friend, when you come to this altar and Mother Jerusalem pours its power into your life, hallelujah, you will move, move, move. You will be alive. I'm talking about uh, Jerusalem and her children. So let's stand in the presence of the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you worship God now in the Holy Ghost, in his presence, in his glory? In his life. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. The more you praise him, the more of his power you feel. It's just that simple. The more you open your mouth, the more you have an utterance of desire that takes the form of praise and worship and thanksgiving. The more... Power you receive. Hallelujah. Oh, that's it. Worship him all over this building right now. We are the people that have born from Jerusalem. We are the children of a holy experience. We are, we are the descendants of a holy encounter. Hallelujah. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Mm, hallelujah. Oh, let's just come. Hallelujah. Let's come before him tonight in a time of offering up our worship and praise. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. He'll change your language. He'll change your culture. He'll change your attitude. He'll change your heart. That's it. Respond to him. Respond to him. If you feel the power of God on you, respond to it. Oh, hallelujah. Woo! 
We worship you, O living God, that made the heavens and the earth. Oh, hallelujah. Ah, yes. Oh, yes. We've come to praise him and to lift his holy name. Glory to God. Woo! Boy, I'd like to see an explosion of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost here on Sunday and the next week and the next week. The velocity of the winds of God are upon us. When you see Jerusalem encompassed about with armies, know ye thereof that the desolation is nigh, that the time of his coming is at hand. It's time to become drunk on his presence. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Those of you that got the Holy Ghost 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, you need to renew your childhood joy in His presence again. Don't let the years steal your joy. Don't let people steal your joy. Don't worry about what people say. They're here for their own needs. You come to God on your own. If you want to touch him tonight, mightily, you can do that right at this point while we sing, while we worship, while we close our eyes. Hallelujah. That's it. That's it. That's it. Hallelujah. Open up your being and praise Him. Hallelujah. You see, your presence is heaven to me. We sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Mm. Woo! That's it. That's it. Oh, child of Jerusalem. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus was walking upon the water past the disciples. The storm was raging. And the Bible says that he would have passed them by. But Peter called to him. Peter called to him. And in order for Peter to experience him, he had to step out of the boat. Somebody needs to step out of the boat into your storm. You need to come down to the front of this house and seek God today. Somebody in this house. God's trying to pour out a miracle. God's trying to pour out a blessing. 
God's trying to pour out his spirit upon you right now. In the name of Jesus, come on, as we sing unto the Lord, as we sing unto the Lord, I want somebody to come down to the front and receive the word of God and let the power of the Holy Ghost move upon you that was preached tonight in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord. Your presence, your presence, Lord, is heaven to me. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, that's it. Reach for him. Reach for him. Reach for him in the name of Jesus. All across this house, lift up your voice unto the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 